Welcome beautiful people. It is an honor to have you here and it has certainly been a little while uh, that I've been behind the microphone and yeah like a really challenging yet expansive passage of time. It has brought forward a lot of stuff that I hadn't yet known how to navigate or give their place. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting when you've got something like a podcast or a social media page where you may be in this kind of space of expression and sharing wisdom and insights and all of that sort of stuff. And also in the trenches of the human experience. And I take my hats off to those that are in this space and that have that consistency whilst they're navigating their own stuff. But for me, the last few years, when I am in it, I have had to take a step back. And perhaps that's something now that I'll work more at balancing and harmonizing because life is going to have its peaks and troughs and we have to still give space I feel to our creativity, to the things that want to be moved through us and channel through us. And that's something that I've been working to rewrite as when I met with these edges and these new ledges that <laughs> asked me to jump forward into a level of unknown, can I still keep enough equilibrium to be in service to what fuels me and ignites me and sustains my soul's reason for being? And that's a big kind of undertaking I believe because the level of capacity that we need to learn to create and harness within our own nervous systems within our own lives to be able to continue holding that is big and in truth that wasn't something I was yet able to do and yeah as I said the last few months have been really big in many ways there have been a lot of personal things going on a lot of things shifting and changing in my family um, closures deaths metaphorically and physical within my family and you know it's something that I, I feel a lot of people will find some resonance with in the passage of time that we've been moving through and particularly in relation to relationships. So the episode that I want to kind of un for unravel today with you guys is around yeah what's kind of been present in the collective, some of the, the insights and wisdoms I've felt from navigating these things and the terrain within myself and really debunking a level of pedestaling as well, which I'll get to shortly. But then the other piece that I would really love to weave into this is where we're at in terms of what's happening around us and the importance of narrowing in and focusing on who we are, what we're here to contribute and what we're here to create. The world is going to keep spinning. We are going to keep being met with distractions of politics and pandemics and this, that and the other. And the reason that that is so privy right now, and it's always been there, but at the level to which it is now, is because our life force, our attention, intention, if you saw my stories a few days ago, I spoke to that, is our most valuable commodity if we want to commoditize it of course <laughs> maybe not even commodity resource like this is an expression of our life force and so much of the world is begging 
for that, that when we look at that old paradigm structure, right? So much is geared toward getting our attention and our resource, right? And there's nothing wrong with that to an extent, but the way that the shadow aspect of humanity's obsession with consumption has infiltrated that can be problematic. And of course, trust me to just like go straight in. (laughs) If you're new to my podcast, uh, this is generally what happens. And it's not, I'm not a doomsday or, you know, like the world is ending. That's not my philosophy. I believe that the old paradigm is ending like many, many, many others out there. And it is ending within us first, which then creates that external expression, which is also why the oscillation and the turbulence can be so great at times because what is it that we have to give up and surrender what is it that we have to let go of who is it that we need to step into and become for these things to no longer have their place and that is the journey that so many of us are on and if you find any resonance with the things that I share with the work that I do with the past you know kind of dialogues we've had here it's because you're also a part of that And we are all doing it in our own way and we are all humaning and living this experience. And yeah, I feel like that's the pedestaling aspect that I want to speak to. I have for some time felt, yeah, a disconnection, I suppose, to some of the coaching industry, spiritual spaces, all this sort of thing, because it can be so embedded still in my perception of ego and self-importance and, you know, consumption. And there are always two sides to every coin because there, of course, are so many beautiful benefits from having these spaces where people can explore themselves, where people can learn new things, where they can be reminded more deeply of things they already know and start taking action and change in a different direction. But we need to remember that Even these people are people and we are all experiencing life, right? We are all experiencing and being met with adversity. Some people are just further down the path on certain areas and they have a lot of wisdom to share and glean, but that doesn't make them above or below us. That doesn't make them, you know, more than us and like... They still have their humanness. They still have their own shadows, their own expressions that may trigger things within them that they haven't yet seen because every new level is going to unravel a new aspect to the self to the shadow to the light and that's something that I've deeply experienced myself the last six months and the expectations that we have not just of others but the expectations that we place on ourselves potentially to have it all figured out or to have a level of perfectionism even when we're in this space right even when we're in a leadership position or a role where we're teaching wisdom and sharing expression and holding space, that doesn't mean that we're perfect. And that also doesn't mean that we get to be let off the hook when our stuff comes up and we don't take ownership and responsibility for that. And that is not always an easy truth to be met with right? Because self-responsibility, responsibility for how we show up in different dynamics, for how we show up in relationships, for how we own our stuff and what we do with the potential damage that our stuff can create. 
And that is always a two-way street because any type of relationship dynamic, whether it is intimate relationships, whether it is friendships, whether it is work relationships, there it is always an in-out circuit. If there's a two-way, like if there's a partnership of any kind, it is never just one person. And that whole concept of the mirror, you know, having others express things that trigger things within us or having us express things that trigger things within others and showing us our blind spots, showing us the things that we may not like, the things that we have been accepting, whether they be from our own actions, beliefs, stories, or whether it is somebody else's stuff that we've been accepting that actually isn't in alignment with who we are, who we want to become and where we want to go. And that doesn't make any of it wrong. I just want to also preface that because all of it is in alignment with divine unfolding for us to potentially continue evolving. And this is the divine design. I truly believe that we enter into agreements and into contracts with other people to help us evolve if we have consciously chosen that path. And even then, if we haven't consciously chosen it, I still believe that at an unconscious level, we have chosen it. And it is not for everybody to recognize that as a truth. And it is not for everybody to arrive in that place where they can see that. And that's totally cool. And it's not going to resonate for everybody. And that's also cool. But it's something that I have found has just been, yeah, a really strong collective theme in many ways, whether it's from my own experience or from the people I've held space for or from the people that I'm just speaking to on a day-to-day basis, you know, like strangers or, you know, everybody that has come into my awareness has to an extent had relationship stuff shaken up. And I'm no astrologer, but there, you know, and I say this often, I'm no astrologer, but, (laughs) um, I'm curious about that stuff and it has been something that from that perspective has been very much in the spotlight and I feel like the tools and frameworks that we have access to in this physical realm that are around, you know, understanding our collective paradigm, understanding ourselves more deeply, they're frameworks that allow us to create structure around the esoteric right and I don't believe after the experiences that I've had more recently that they are necessarily fixed right esoteric concept is there to give us a framework but within that there is still free will there is still potentiality for timelines to shift and change and there needs to be a level of curiosity exercise within that and I feel like the dynamics within relationships, that's one, of, that's one of the easiest things we can lose. Curiosity. Curiosity about ourselves, curiosity about one another, curiosity about what the bigger design is within that. Because sometimes we get so fixed on what we want something to be or how we believe something should be or how we believe we should be or how we believe other people should be that we actually get in the way of the unfolding of what it is that needs to happen. And we get so intertwined into our egos. We get so intertwined into forcefully putting things into place and trying to hold on to that illusion of control. And that I feel is a a theme that has been playing out this last six to 12 months, like this 
shattering of the illusion of control. If we have XYZ outcome, then I will be XYZ safe. I will have security. I will have whatever it is that the illusion of control can offer us. But what we are entering into as a collective more and more and more is our ability to navigate the unknown, is our ability to surrender into the unknown. Can we create enough space for the mystery? And that's really, really difficult because it means that we have to surrender so many things that we have been conditioned into, so many beliefs that we have brought into, so many ways that the old constructs have created that falsified sense of security. And once again, it's not for everybody to arrive there and that's cool. But for those of us that are here and that find some resonance with the energy that's provided or moving through, you'll see your sense within yourself where there may be some truth in that. And it's humbling. It's humbling as to surrender our will to the will of something greater. And that doesn't mean don't show up, don't take action, don't have dreams, don't have visions, intentions, and all the rest of it. But it's within that, that we need to have the humility to be able to surrender our plan to the higher plan, right? And when we can do that, we actually move in alignment to the plan. Yeah, because there's always a reason for everything is my belief. And we might not be able to see the reason in the moment, but a few weeks, a few months, a few years down the track, we're like, huh, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. And if that didn't happen, then that wouldn't have happened. And if that didn't happen that way, then it may not have taken me this way. It may not have taken me here now. Sometimes it takes us longer because we go on a different (laughs) timeline trajectory and it will still take us where we have to go, but it'll just be in a different format, perhaps with different people with different, you know, external factors. But the essence of the experience is similar. And that was a little sidebar there, but it's something that we can't escape, right? We have to be willing to enter more deeply into our humanity, our humility, our humbleness of how much we don't know and how much we equally do know, right? It's like that internal knowing is the knowing of everything and the knowing of nothing all at once. That is the ultimate paradox. And yeah, to kind of remain in that level of awareness throughout our day to day when we want to grasp at things, when we want to like force things into place. It's also like just being okay with the fact that that equally has its place because those are the moments that will often be humbled. And the more that we resist these aspects of ourselves, the more that we make them wrong, the more that we try to force ourselves into a place of perfection and performance and all this sort of stuff, like it takes us further away from that. Like, can we meet the moment with exactly what we are and exactly who we are right now, even if it isn't meeting the expectation that we've placed on ourselves? Can we still show up and give our best? Give our best to wanting to evolve and grow and do better. You know, even when we fall short in our perception or we fall short in somebody else's perception, even if we don't get the mastery of the lesson the first time, can we get back up and give it another go? 
and you might not get it the second time and we still might not get it the third time but we need to keep going until we do because that is where we access change and transformation that is where we actually access what we need to evolve and that is the liberation right like that is where we get to be the co-creator and I'm very conscious when I say co-creator because I do believe we create in tandem with spirit, God, the divine, the universe, whatever it is that you want to call it, whatever it is that you align with, that greater than aspect of our experience, right? And if you've been here, you know, like my, my view on God, the divine, spirit, the universe, whatever it is that you want to call it. I believe we are extensions of that and that we hold the consciousness within, but that we are not it. We are made in the likeness of, right? And we forget. We forget because our humanness sometimes overrides our divinity, but it's when we can marry the divinity with the humanness and remain in our humanity that our divinity can shine most. And that is the medicine, Right, And that is where we can access alchemy and transmutation in terms of moving the density into the lightness. And we need experiences that apply pressure. We need those relationships that are dysfunctional. We need those experiences that push all of our buttons to make us realize what it is that we want, what it is that we don't want, what it is that we want to become. But once we have the awareness, it doesn't stop there. And I feel like this is such an imperative piece of the conversation, right? Awareness is just step one. And we can remain in awareness, but it doesn't actually allow change or integration, right? The integration comes from taking different action, from taking different pathways and from creating different pathways within ourselves internally, through our thoughts, through our feelings, through our nervous system, right? Doing the somatic work, doing the reprogramming at a cellular level. And that's also something that I want to weave into the conversation of relationships because it's like there is a big part of that that requires us to create an internal reclamation, a self-reclamation. And it's not from an egoic place of, I know what I deserve and I'm, you know, worthy of this and that person is this, that and the other and they're not meeting my expectations and standards, blah, 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 blah. It's never about somebody else, right? It is about who we need to become at an energetic level to sustain and maintain what it is that we want to experience we need to build the capacity within ourselves to create a new external attraction point, right? People will meet us as deeply as we've met ourselves. That's the cliche. But this is also, again, like if we want to have higher quality relationships, higher quality experiences, we need to become that first. And that once again is a humbling. It is a surrendering into our humanity. It is a surrendering into the pitfalls and shortfalls of who we are and who we've allowed ourselves to be, but not doing it from a place of shame, blame, and guilt. And this is a big one that I've had to be, uh, that I've had to work through for myself personally the last six months. Like the shame and the guilt that I carried for where I've 
felt I fell short and how that allowed expression of behavior through me was a really big one. And I'm not even sure it was fully just my own in terms of the intensity with which it moved through me. And that's not to say, you know, um, that it wasn't mine to clean up because it hundred percent was, but it also feels like a piece for the women that walked before me, you know, and the shortcomings that the feminine has held and the way that it has expressed itself in relation to the masculine. And that's been a big undertaking. And I feel that will continue to be an undertaking for me. And you know that my work last year especially started to shift in its tonality. It started to be something that I explored. But then when I actually was met with something in the physical that brought up my own unintegrated aspects and where there was holes in my embodiment, it really put me to the test. And it really brought to the surface the shadows that I hadn't yet held and the things that I hadn't yet fully been able to practice the alchemy with and that doesn't mean I've got it all figured out and that you know I'm putting myself up there like I know everything I don't (laughs) I've been humbled but I have wisdom in the sense that I always do my best to take the lessons on and to make the changes and As I said before, we might not get there the first time, the second time, or even the third time. And something that I love about myself is the fact that I keep going until I get there and that I can be an example of that even when I don't get it right immediately. And even then I still got it right because there was something in that that I needed to receive that I wasn't yet ready to or able to. And can we still land in that place, even on the other side of it all. Or even when we're not yet on the other side of it all, I should say. Because that was my returning kind of knowing that there was a reason for it, even if I couldn't yet see it. Yeah, and this is something that I've had so many conversations around. And this is also then if we want to zoom out a little bit more like in the collective conversation, there's a reason for everything that is happening, even if we don't understand it yet. And sometimes we're never going to understand it, right? There is a mystery and that is important and there's a necessity for that to remain. We want to figure everything out. Some things are just, they are what they are. And can we again let go of what it is that we feel we need to have control over understanding or knowing. And that is probably one of the really awesome parts of being human is our our intellect and our capacity for problem solving and exploring things and wanting to gain knowledge. But we also have to, again, be able to land in the humbleness of the fact that there is so much we won't know and don't know. And there's divine design in that as well. So I've been moving around a little bit in this conversation and it feels perfect (laughs) because as you know, like one of my beliefs is everything uh, that moves through me always has reason and purpose and will find resonance with whatever it is that we need to hear, particularly in this moment. And 
yeah, some of it will land, some of it won't. And that's always the invitation. Take what resonates and leave the rest. So I'm not going to delve too much deeper. I feel like I've, I've really spoken to the relationship aspect and the encouragement that I want to gift us in terms of the continuation in that exploration the humbleness, the humility, the willingness to surrender into the darker shadowy aspects, but allowing the light to integrate and not getting lost there either. That's a really big one, right? Not being too hard on ourselves, not playing the blame or the shame or the guilting. Yes, explore the shortcomings. Yes, explore why Certain things may have unfolded the way that they did within you or without you, like in terms of the external environment and expression and dynamics, but don't stay there, right? Once you have gotten what you need from that experience, like don't keep trying to unpack something. Don't keep trying to recycle things that have given you what you need. There comes a point where the light needs to re-enter and you need to step forward and you need to start making different choices. You need to start making space for new things to enter. That's the whole purpose of endings and new beginnings to be able to sprout from that. Yeah, and it's really easy to stay in the shadows because it also means that then we deny the parts of our light that require us to step forward and up. And what is the potentiality of you actually having the full experience tangibly of everything that it is that you're asking for? Right? That's another way we self-deny and we self-sabotage and we keep ourselves stuck in the stories and the relooping of what was. Because could you imagine if you actually get to have it all? If you actually get to have the creations that those things that you experienced would allow you to step into? And that is a really big one. And this is also the thing now like... I want to close more with the collective theme, right? Like where it is that we're going. And I said on my stories the other day that I'd felt some of the funky energy going on collectively and da, 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 da. And I want to just speak to like fortifying our own fields, like the importance of really keeping ourselves clean and pristine in terms of what we're allowing in, what energies we're entertaining, what intentionalities we're entertaining, because it is noisy as fuck out there. And if we get caught into and dragged into the narratives that are saying the world is ending and the this and the that and, you know, politics and right wing, left wing, blah, 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 blah. We are going to lose our center every single time. And once again, this is how the siphoning of life force happens. And that's not what we're here to contribute. We are here to be conscious conduits of energy, Right? conscious conduits of our consciousness (laughs) and that doesn't mean perfect once again but it's like the intentionality with which we are creating is everything so when this stuff escalates and it likely will because we know how this stuff goes something i want you to really keep in mind is we are not where we were humanity is not where it was when things like this happened the first time And sure, we're going to have people that step into line, fall into line, blah, 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 because it's easier, because they're not ready for that version of reality. And you know that I've spoken to the split and I'm not the only one. Again, there are hundreds of thousands that can see this, that I've spoken to it. You can see it every single day in just our day-to-day lives around us. But that's why maintaining our humanity is really important. 
right? Just weave that in there. Everybody's doing the best that they can with the resources, awareness, knowledge, and know-how they have in any given moment. And that doesn't mean we need to accept things that we don't agree with, but it does mean we need to honor another person's experience and their journey. And the way that we help aid a trajectory shift, the way that we aid help or that we aid to allow something new to unfold and for us to step more deeply into that new version of the reality that we have the potential to co-create together is through those micro moments and interactions. It is through remembering our divinity and humanity simultaneously and knowing that we have the power to act in accordance with that. And that the way that we are using our energy actually has the ability to influence somebody else in a positive way. If we are not meeting them where they're at, we're inviting them to meet us where we're at. And they can choose to not do that. But that way you are maintaining and sustaining the frequency necessary for change to eventuate. So again, like honing in your focus. What are you creating? Where are you focusing? How do you need to empower yourself with resources? Where are your soft spots, right? This has been a big internal one for me. Like knowing where my weaknesses are and weakness I don't feel is a bad thing, right? My blind spots, yeah? Like I don't need to have strength in every area of life. That's not something that I'm a believer of, but the foundations are important. And looking at where there's maybe some leakiness or some holes in our foundations and that doesn't mean that it's too late to start now or that we're missing anything. But it does mean that all of that energy that they want to, us to be exerting on the outside as to where we think we should be making changes or how things should be other than they are, that's where we lose out, right? That's where we don't actually fully play the game, the co-creative game. We're falling in line with projections, with external circumstance, right? Because in every type of upheaval, and if we want to have a tangible example of that, like every type, there's there's always multiple things happening in any type of turbulence, right? If you want to use recession as an example, there are people that lost out, absolutely, but there were also people in the past that you can use as an example of where, who flourished, Right? Our consciousness is a thing. The way that we think about resource, the way that we then are able to come together with people and co-create and share and circulate resource, these are all important things. And this is not an area that I'm an expert in by any means, but I do have an understanding of consciousness and I do have an understanding as to what my own blind spots are and where I'm wanting to make action and change in my own life. And that is something that I'm working on and, you know, in the months ahead, I hope to be an example of. But this is also just a reminder for you, like, instead of, like, worrying about where the world is heading and what's going to happen and blah, 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 like, what do you need to do to secure your ship? What do you need to do to tend to your house, right? What's going to provide you with enough? And that way we're not operating from a place of survival. And that doesn't mean that we have it all figured out and that we know exactly how things are going to go. We don't. So much of it is dependent on humanity's consciousness. 
right? And we are a really powerful, imperative part of that consciousness tapestry or the tapestry of consciousness, right? We are all holding a thread in that. How we think, how we feel, how we express, how we show up, how we tend to ourselves, how we tend to our relationships, how we tend to our connection to spirit, the divine God, nature, like all of that is constantly giving feedback to this interwoven tapestry of consciousness that is humanity. So in the days ahead, when it gets noisy, come back to that. Come back to where you're focusing. Come back to what it is that you need to do to create that level of intentionality, that level of knowingness, that level of meeting the adversity with the potentiality to overcome and rise over it instead of being pushed underneath it. And that's actually the beauty of this. This is what this type of pressure has the potential to create. And then within that, can we still bring joy? Can we still anchor into the lightness, into the love, into the connection, into the community? Like there is also so much magic that is currently present for us. And so although, as always, we go in deep and we explore some of the harder, harsher parts of being divine consciousness and human bodies in these times, in these weird, wonderful bodies that we get to inhabit for such a short amount of time and that we get to have the honor of creating in and through. Can we let it be simple? Can we still let it be easy? Can we still let it be fun? And when I say easy, it doesn't mean there aren't challenges, but can we like bring a level of ease to that? Can we meet those edges, not from a place of force, but from a place of willingness to give up who we have been for who we can become and allow ourselves to be fortified through the challenge? Can we allow ourselves to be stripped back and then be rebuilt up with more strength? Can we allow our physical bodies to be put under pressure so that we can create a bigger range of capacity. And this is, you know, movement for me, my whole late, my my whole life basically from my late teens has been one of my methods for practicing that and for the alchemy and for building greater capacity in life, right? Anchor into your physical self-nourishment practices because that's where we build more resiliency and we can hold more and we can create and contribute. And, yeah, again, that doesn't have to be, like, super hard. It can be fun even when it's a challenge. And when I, like, you know, how can we frame challenge to not be something that's depleting, right? Challenge allows us to grow and allows us to expand and potentially evolve if we so choose it. Everything becomes then a choice of interpretation and how we relate to it. Right. So that was supposed to wrap things up, but then I got on that deviant for a little moment. So I'm going to draw it back in relationships, the theme, the collective stuff that's playing out, 
focus. Focus, 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 focus. Set your intentionality toward what it is that you feel called to co-creating, to what it is that you need to resource yourself well, to put yourself in spaces and places where the conversation is about meeting the times and not losing out to what's coming through fear and deprivation and scarcity, right? What we are surrounding ourselves with is also everything. And that's not to bypass the things that are playing out around us, but it's really, really being intentional with who, what, and where we're placing our focus. Because once again, our life force is everything. And that is influenced and impacted by what we're giving our intention and our attention always. So they're my main take homes. I am going to wrap it now. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you deeply. I hope to bring you some more conversations in the weeks ahead. I've been um, slowly starting to reach out to some new guests and um, start putting the fire back into this little space of, yeah, the internet. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's an honor to be able to express here and to potentially gift you some wisdom. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I speak to you soon.